Ken Laban, who is joining us. He is at the heart of the community, particularly when rugby does a fantastic job calling all the games for NPC, Super Rugby, the Pacific Islands, and in particular, School Rugby. And he is the one and only Far Ono, Ken Laban. Morning, Ken. How you doing? Yeah, good. Thank you, bro. Nice to be on your show. Yeah, appreciate you coming on, Ken. Uh, we've been talking about a lot, a lot about the game, particularly after yesterday when Dame Patsy Reedy came out and her kind of, oh, what is it, reaction to the, the review, mate. What did you make of her comments in regards to the review? Well, she's only new to the game, isn't she? Um, Israel coming in at a, um, coming in at a high-profile, high-status uh, position, looking at some documents on an independent review. Um, so she's going to have a perspective, in my view, that's going to be slandered by what the review says. Um, but, you know, the game is much deeper um, than somebody producing a report to tell us something that we've all known for a long time. Um, but the real challenge for her leadership and her governance and her ability to lead the game is what policies and programs can they put in place to um, to change the game for the better and um, take it back to go forward, so to speak. Um, and when I, when I mean take it back, you know, it's not that long ago that our NPC crowds um, were bigger than Super Rugby crowds. Um, it wasn't that long ago we had uh, representative tournaments and age-grade tournaments. Uh, we had huge community involvement. Um, and then some other ning-nong, remember, wrote a paper a few years ago and said that um, having age-grade tournaments is not the way to do it. So all the age-grade tournaments um, were scrapped. Um, people tried to convince us that was all in the best interest of the game. You may remember, uh, bro, there was outrage um, caused with the demise of um, of the roller mills and some of those other um, tournaments that had been part of the history and legacy of our game. So, um, you know, basically what the review, all the review's done uh, is he's told us what we already know, what we need to know for the New yeah. Zealand Rugby Union and for Patsy's, what are you going to do about it? Because um, as they say, that's why you get paid the big bucks now. You know, let's see, let's see the change implemented for the positive. Yeah, there's, a, there's another review, Ken, that's added to the thousands of other reviews in other sports. And I'm watching a game, uh, Canterbury versus Tasman on the weekend, and it looks more like a barter card cup rugby league game as far as support goes. When, when you're looking at rugby and also rugby league over the years, can you see the correlation of what happened to rugby league um, back in the, the late 90s and whether or not it correlates with what's happening to rugby union right now? Kimpy, do you remember when, um, talking about endless reviews, when uh, people from outside of the game of rugby league came and told everybody that uh, the traditions of um, Taranaki, uh, Hawke's Bay, Manawatu, Wellington, Canterbury, the West Coast, etc., um, were better served by um, getting rid of those, um, of those legacy provinces and replacing them with things like mid-central, um, upper north, um, central zone, um, northern zone, all these sorts of things with identities. Um, and I, I don't know, I'm not necessarily like the word brand, uh, but you are asking people who are lifetime supporters and in, and in some cases lifetime members of those provinces to now support um, some made-up franchise uh, named in this kind of created competition that there was no... Uh, no buy-in when people 
um, and previous generations had committed their lifetime um, to the clubs and that as they were. And uh, there were similar things expressed with um, with Super Rugby um, at the time when you know, we all know that Auckland's, Auckland is Auckland, but they created the Blues. Uh, Wellington's Wellington, but they created the Hurricanes. And, um, you know, because of the hype and the, uh, and the money and the high-profile uh, high profile stars at the time when uh, when rugby became um, professional, the crowd support was uh, was massive, and it was at the expense of the NPC, and it was at the expense of the provinces whose status and profile as a result was relegated. Well, that happened in um, that happened in rugby league, and um, Wellington and West Coast and Taranaki also they're not the great provinces that they once were. Um, they were they essentially they were decimated. Um, and now that Super Rugby is not the competition that it was and people have left, they haven't gone back to the NPC. So in a number of ways, you could say that, you know, the game itself is the, you know, is the author of its own demise because they created a separation for the fans. They created a separation for those volunteers who are the most important part of our game. You know, what's that saying? The most important thing in sport is one, the fans, two, the fans, three, the fans. Mm. Well, the fans have walked away from um, Rugby League after they created the franchises and now the fans have walked away from Rugby Union when the franchises were supposed to be the be-all. Remember they were going to be the be-all and end-all that was going to produce all the money that was going to send the whole the game and the rest of the promised land, blah, blah, blah. Now no one gives a shit. Is it is it concerning then when you read the review that it's all about the the top end still. When you when you hear Pocklington say, "Oh look, we need to put in," he's, he's called it a council. What what it is is a, it's an NRL commission um, to oversee the game being run here uh, in the country, but still at the top end. Because even though the review goes through, there's only one question to ask and and uh, to answer, and that's whether or not the governance is right or fit for purpose. But still, it hasn't addressed what you've just spoken about, which is no bums on seats at, at local ga- at local games, local clubs. And our population is bigger now than it was 25 years ago when we were getting massive crowds. So it's like, so it's not like there's no community or no people um, around that's still there. But you know what we've been able to see from the Rugby World Cup, Women's World Cup last year, and the FIFA World Cup that was hosted here. This year, and of course, the Warriors, which touched the hearts mm. um, of sports fans here in New Zealand and um, and around the world, is that if you get it right, the people will come. And um, so, you know, I don't know that they I don't know that they need a review to tell them that. No. Um, but you know, the, the point that I'm trying to make is, well, you know, well, we know that, mate. You know, so now what are you going to do about it? So you know, how do we get? <laughs> so why, you know, for example, Wellington's playing Hawks Bay. Uh, in the Rainfield Shield, last Rainfield Shield challenge uh, of the Honourable Wellington to play Hawks Bay uh, for the Rainfield Shield at Athlete Park um, back in the 80s. And I'm pretty sure from memory there were 27,000 people at Athletic Park to watch that game and Bernie Fraser scored a try in the left-hand corner. Uh, Wellington is going to play Hawks Bay uh, this weekend at Sky Stadium. And... Um, and I hope, I doubt it, based on what's happened so far in rugby and Wellington have played fantastic. Uh, Forty, they're on an unbelievable winning streak. They hold the Rainfield Shield. They're the defending NPC um, champions. Um, but they're saying, you know, I, I'm hoping that they get a decent crowd, but I doubt it. So that's the challenge. Yeah. 
you know, now that the, 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 basically, mate, the reviews told us that the game's in trouble. You know, well, thanks, bro. We yeah. knew that. Um, so, <laughs> <Yeah>. now what? <laughs> so, so, kid, this is about the the higher, higher up in, in the chain, but I'm, I'm hearing a lot of messages from people that there's a real disconnect between the fans and the players. So where does the accountability hold in terms of the players? Are they being told? Not to be accessible, like for a player's point of view, what what, what needs to change in that perspective? Yeah, well, I don't think that is the problem. Um, I just think it's a little cheap shot. You know, the professional players, what are they? Are they less than one percent of a overall participation in a game? The issue is that the community won't support the game, so that's got nothing to do with the boys not turning up at a shopping mall. You know, so mm. I think that's all a bit it's all a bit crass when I hear. Um, you know, taking it's easy to take a take a shot at the high profile um, players, but you know the boys have got their own responsibilities and they've got their own priorities. They do community days when they can. Um, uh, we, we all know that. The issue is that they can't create uh, they can't create an atmosphere and the energy at the stadiums or at the events that is for cal- that's compelling for people to come. You know, like um, you know, you look at the Warriors. Not only were they on a, you know, not only were they on a winning streak, um, you know, but they've got a chant that the um, that the crowd have picked up on this year. Those drums have always set an atmosphere um, for the team. They've always had that uh, Polynesian uh, that Polynesian factor. Um, they've always had a um, they've always had a uh, Maori welcome party for um, for teams coming on. They've stuck close. Um, and that's deliberately, you know, South Auckland, Māori, Pasifika, their crowd base, their fan base, they've made it all, they've made it all relevant um, for them and made it and created um, a situation that it, that's ideal. And, you know, we've seen that with the Tongan supporters, we've seen that with the Samoan um, supporters in, um, in rugby league, the way that they come and support. So, you know, when I look at, um, when I look at the... Uh, at the so-called big dogs in the NPC, Auckland, Wellington, um, Canterbury, Waikato, Otago. Well, the obvious question is, why aren't the people from Canterbury coming? Um, what are they doing in terms of marketing and promotion? What are they doing in terms of entertainment? Um, what are they doing in terms of in, in terms of build-up? Um, are they giving tickets away? Are they talking to preschools? Are they talking to kohangas? You know, I've never seen an NPC team or a Super Rugby team try to take advantage of things like Tematatini. What Tematatini will do, it will bring people through the gate. Um, you know, has anybody thought about getting Beyonce to be the opening uh, opening act at the opening of a Super Rugby competition? The same way that they do in the big sports um, in America and in some places around the world. You know, how often do we see 660 or LAB um, performing either before a game, half, you know, you need innovative, creative um, people. You know, what's what's going to make your daughters and my daughters go to the footy? You know, so we, as you know, we're whānau with, um, with the Weppies. Well, my daughters haven't been to a rugby game since he retired because they've got no reason to go. So that's that's the thing. What what can we do? You know, where's the, where's the excitement? Um, and then I think, you know, once you get a group of administrators, and let's be honest, there are 14 chief executives of the NPC provinces, five super rugby chief executives, plus a thousand people working for the New Zealand Rugby Union, you think that some of them will turn the light on when they have a meeting. Yeah. And you think <laughs> and you think that some of the money could be saved to do better things like what you just said, Kenny, and just to, just to touch on that, Caxton Road and uh, the pubs, the... Yes. Uh, on on Saturday night, I've never seen I've never seen so many warriors travel to a away game. 
it was insane. The Warriors have done exactly what you just said and recaptured their fan base and given them something to, to want to be a part of. And that, that message that you're giving is identity. And let's just talk a little bit about that because you said the, the, the tournaments have been stopped and um, all these reviews happen. There's two things here. One, the only thing that happens with the reviews is the people that do them get rich and they give jobs to their mates because they say, you need to hire my mates because they need to sit on the councils. Um, and the second thing with tournaments is that Rugby League thanks Rugby Union for those tournaments because you've seen it, you've been to them. Like tournaments in Rugby League now have gone through the roof because rugby don't hold any. No, exactly. I just came back last night from uh, Mo and Delaney Park in Taupo. I was at the uh, under-16, under-18 girls national um, national championships. Um, it was fabulous. And, I, and as you know, I also coach under-18 girls at Nahawe Far team from... Um, from Wainuiamata and and on the weekend as well in Fakatani, Aotearoa, New Zealand Māori rugby league. What they had ninety six teams, um, under ten, under eleven, under twelve, uh, and under thirteen in Fakatani. They had just under two thousand players in atrocious um, conditions. And of course in rugby league, there's no no tackle grade. You know, all the kids, all the kids that go out or go shopping in the defence line right from the way go. Um, then it was a fabulous um, atmosphere. Taupo was packed, um, Whakatani, um was packed, and uh, you know you put that in the context of you know the New Zealand Rugby Union review when they made the decision to stop those age grade um, tournaments. So now they wonder where the people are. Well, I tell you where they are. They've gone to rugby league. Yeah, or the kids have anyway. Yeah, and what, and so just quickly before we let you go. We know what we know what the problem is. Okay, it's I, I've been saying to Izzy, I've been saying to the show, you, you're actually seeing this play out. You've seen it play out in rugby league one, but we're seeing it play out with Australia getting knocked out for the first time in the World Cup. Who were there in 2015 playing that final against our All Blacks? What what is it that in in a nutshell that needs to be done to get our, our game of rugby back on the back on the um, I guess the platform that it should be in this country. Do you remember when um, Queensland, New South Wales rugby league games were a joke? Um, New South Wales won, you know, well, they had a winning percentage at one stage of about 84%. Um, the players from Queensland would come down, play in the New South Wales competition, um, and then uh, because they played in the club, would become ineligible for selection for Queensland. And then they changed it. Um, they found a way to make the games competitive and to make the games compelling. They came up with the mate against mate. They came up with the um, state of origin concept. Um, I remember uh, not that long ago when John Quayle and Ken Hutchison were running rugby league in Australia, they gave away 10,000 tickets because they thought it would be a very bad look for their so-called showcase um, game um, to be shown in front of empty seats at the Sydney Football Stadium. And now let's fast forward um, 20, 30-odd years uh, later, it is now the most compelling um, sport, one of the most compelling competitions um, in the world. And uh, the level of entertainment, the level of hype, the emotion, the drama um, that's around it, the lead-up, the build-up, um, the stories that underpin uh, what they've been able to create, they created that themselves. There was, you know, a, a creative group of um, of people who came up with the right themes for the right year um, that were relevant and they've been able to associate all sorts of magnificent community events um, in an emotional way alongside uh, those rugby union in New Zealand, unfortunately, is not nowhere near that level 
of um, hype other than when the All Blacks played a Springboks or one of the other big teams um, in New Zealand. So the challenge for the sports administrators, in my view, is well, not, not necessarily the rugby league if you don't want to, but they need to find examples of where sports have gone from you know, hardly anybody there to capacity over the over the course of time, based on what they've been able to um, establish at the at the events that people want to go. You know, just putting the draw out at the beginning of the year was hardly marketing, is it? No. You know, you need to make something. You need to create something that will make the community come in their thousands um, to watch them play. The same way the Warriors. You know, what I found interesting about you know the Warriors and FIFA and the Women's Rugby World Cup with the crowds. Um, last year, well, rugby and you know rugby's performing to exactly the same audience, except they're not coming to the games. So um, you know, we don't need a review. What we need is we need a strategy to change it. Yeah, that's uh, makes so much sense and dead right on the innovators and the collaborators that can actually put that together. Ken, let's hope that uh, the NZR can can actually see that foresight and and get away from the old model. Thanks a lot for joining us this morning on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, mate. Go well. Uh, have a good call this weekend. We'll catch up soon. Cheers, Kenny. Cheers, Izzy. Some very, very good points there, Izzy. And and this mm. isn't a rugby league, rugby union conversation. This is a this is about innovators that can take models that have um, worked in the past for a similar scenario. And he's dead right. Origin in 1980 was started because the Queensland boys were playing the New South Wales competition, and they had a game where the Queenslanders were picked for New South Wales. They decided to bring them home, and look what we have today. We have arguably, and after we're talking to Mills Molina, that went to the one in Brisbane this year, the best entertainment package um, that grows the sport. And I think that's where they need to go, as opposed to giving us another review that uh, makes the reviewer rich and the game still stuck in the mud. Yeah, and there's been plenty of uh, compliments coming through in regards to Kenny Laban. Ken needs to be on the NZR board. He has an understanding of the past and what we need to change. Identify age group comps to name a couple. Amazing knowledge. That is from Ken. And what I took out there is there's no connect- connection back to the community. That is the reason why. You know, it'll be, it'll be easy for us to solely blame the All Black South team, our pinnacle team. But the reality is there is no connection back to the grassroots and the clubs. The clubs are the ones that feed our rugby teams and give us our next superstars on the ground. Kempe, I uh, appreciate it. Awesome to catch up with Ken Laban.